Brother Mays, we're glad you're here. I'm, I'm done rambling. I want you to come and just take your liberty tonight. I want you to obey the Holy Ghost. I want you to preach to me tonight. Praise God. We love you, Elder. Come, take your liberty in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's love him. I love you, Jesus. I will bless your name. I will bless your name, God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for truth. Uh, thank you for the blessing that there is in knowing who you are. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 5. While you're turning there, I want to say amen. I was able to listen in this morning online, and I heard uh, the pastor. I thought, wow, amen. Awesome, awesome, amen, awesome job. And uh, I want to say what a privilege it is to have my mom here tonight. Amen. Uh, I told her, I said, you don't have no excuse. You can go with me tonight. Amen. Praise God. And uh, I'm so thankful she's here, 91 years old, still living for God. Amen. Amen. And... Uh, I tell you, if there's ever a time that I need my, I covet my mother's prayers, it's now. Amen. This is a prayer warrior right here, and uh, I appreciate her. So glad she's able to be with me tonight. Amen. I want to say what an honor it is to see Brother Goff. I love you, brother, and you probably should have just went ahead and... Uh, obeyed the Holy Ghost, and I could have just sat down and and uh, felt the power of God. Amen. But uh, I'm going to do my best. I feel like I've got the mind of God for the service tonight. I said, I feel like I've got the mind of God. I'm glad I've been down in Jesus' name. I said, I'm glad I've been down in Jesus' name. I'm glad I know who the Father is. I'm glad I know who the Son is. I'm glad I know who the Holy Ghost is. Uh, his name is Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often... Uh, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. 
And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. Amen. Notice they didn't just stop in the city. Amen. They went into the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they saw it, told how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And from this lengthy scripture reading, I want to draw your attention to verses 11 through 13. Now, there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. It's from these three verses I want to take my text. Amen. I want to preach, drown your demons. Amen. I said, drown your demons. Uh, let's give God praise right now in Jesus' name. I love you. God, I praise you. I magnify you. God, I'm asking you for the name of the Lord. God, I'm asking you to let your spirit sweep through this house. God, let your power, your anointing, your virtue, God, lay your hand upon me. God, I need you. I need your touch. In Jesus' name, I'm asking you, God, I'm asking you to send the unction of the Holy Ghost upon me. God, let me feel your power. God, I'm nothing without you, and I'm asking you, God, to let me, God, feel it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, God, I praise your name. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I'm asking you in Jesus' name. God, I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Uh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. You can be seated. I want to inform everyone tonight that the title of this message is not a joke. And although some of you may think that I'm using uh, uh, this message title as an attention grabber, I'm, I'm going to assure you I'm very serious about what I'm preaching tonight. Uh, it's time for someone in this place to obtain their freedom uh, from the bondage that hell has upon you. Can I hear an amen? Uh, further, it's time for the church of Jesus Christ uh, to take the authority that God has given us uh, and quit letting Satan bind our worship and our praise. Uh, it's time we quit letting Satan bind our services, uh, our witnesses, and ultimately the growth of the church, uh, which is the body of Christ. Can I hear an amen? Uh, 
And I want to thank you tonight for the worship that I've seen in this house. I said thank you very much. Amen. I believe that the Bible speaks very clearly on the subject of demons, that they hate water. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 43 tells us, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Unclean spirits or demons roam about in dry places seeking rest and finding none. Amen. They go in places where there is no water. The New American Standard, amen, translates the term dry places as waterless places. Amen. And the rest, amen, that they seek is a possession of a soul. Amen. They are looking for a body to live in, a dwelling place that's dry. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Without water of any kind. The Bible gives us a very clear picture of this in the fifth chapter of Mark from where we took our text tonight. Amen. We read with just as soon as Jesus stepped off the ship. He was approached by a man from the Gadarenes who was possessed by many demons. In fact, verse number 9 tells us it was a legion of demons. It's interesting to note, amen, that according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, the term legion is a Latin word for a body of soldiers whose number, amen, uh, differed at different times. And the time of Augustus, it seemed to have been consistent around 6,826 men, i.e. there was 61 foot soldiers and 726 horsemen. However, amen, uh, whatever the amount we know uh, that this man was grievously possessed uh, and tormented by thousands of demons. Uh, verse number 5 tells us night and day uh, he was in the mountains and in the tombs uh, crying and cutting himself with stones. Uh, amen. Uh, what these, uh, when these demons saw Jesus, one of them acted as a spokesperson and cried out in verse number 7, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God. Amen. That thou torment me not. The demon begged Jesus to send them into a herd of swine. Amen. That was grazing on a hillside nearby. I believe those unclean spirits had every intention of driving the herd into the wilderness. Into a dry place where they could wait until they found other humans to inhabit. Jesus, amen, did permit those demons to possess the swine. However, Amen. The scripture then tells us in verse number 13 uh, when Jesus gave them leave uh, that the unclean spirits went out uh, and entered into the swine. Uh, and this herd of about 2,000 hogs uh, ran violently down a steep place into the sea uh, and were choked into the sea. Uh, what an incredible and horrific scene. Uh, I have often wondered why Jesus uh, allowed these demons to enter the hogs. Uh, why didn't he just send them back into the outer darkness uh, from the pits of hell where they belonged uh, and permanently bind them where they would never harass uh, another human? Uh, the fact is Jesus never did anything uh, without a powerful spiritual truth. Can I hear an amen? Uh, I mean, he never did anything without a spiritual truth behind it. Uh, and I believe that this uh, incident has great spiritual significance for us today. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Uh, 
I believe that these hogs uh, suddenly possessed uh, were compelled by the Spirit of God uh, to run pell-mell down the hill uh, and plunge into the sea. Uh, Jesus is Lord over all nature, and he commanded the swine, go, take them into the sea. Uh, that was the final end of the demonic possession. Uh, for read in verses 14 and 15, uh, those that fed the swine fled and told it in the city uh, and in the country. Uh, and when they had decided they were going to go back and check and see what it was that happened, uh, and they came to Jesus, uh, they saw him that was possessed. Uh, they were, he was setting uh, a Amen. Amen. And clothed and in his right mind, it says they were afraid. Notice he was clothed and in his right mind. Amen. Some of us could, oh God, take an example from that. Amen. Clothed and in our right mind. Amen. You might not think this has any spiritual significance, but I want to inform someone in this place tonight that this very act upon the part of Jesus not only signifies the power and the authority he has over Satan and his demons, but it also typifies the extreme importance of water in our salvation experience because demons, amen, Satan and all his demons hate water. They don't want to be anywhere close to where water is and the sea amen that the swine were driven into is a type of the Holy Ghost this was and is to serve as an object lesson and a witness to all succeeding generations can I hear an amen anybody going to help me preach tonight Jesus himself said in John chapter 7 verse 38 amen he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water I didn't have it planned amen I didn't have this planned I'm going to tell you then verse 39 clarifies that Jesus was speaking of the Holy Ghost for it tells us but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified the Holy Ghost is that living water it falls like rain both the former and the latter rain together it springs like a well amen I said it springs up like a well within the souls of all who are thirsting amen all the thirsty believers amen and despite what some misguided and some deceived individuals will try and tell you this life giving water is still being poured out in the world today life giving streams in this dead, dry, burning, hot uh, desert of life. Uh, oh, God, uh, let's love him right now. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Uh, amen, amen. Uh, hallelujah. When I say demons can't stand water, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. Every demon in hell knows that water in the Bible represent God's spirit. And they know wherever the spirit of God abides, they must flee. They can't stand the water of the Holy Ghost. They can't stand it in you. They can't stand it in the church. And they can't stand to see an operation in our services. That's why hell fights us so hard to keep us from having a move of the Holy Ghost in our services. And that's why we've got to push. I said that's why we've got to fight 
Amen. That's why hell keeps you from lifting your voice, clapping your hands, running the aisles, shouting and dancing before God. Satan and his demons like dead, dry church. The demons know that if they can get too close to water, they're going to be choked, amen, to death in its life-giving stream. Oh, God, help me. Satan knows that when somebody gets saturated in the Holy Ghost, that the demons of lust, perversion, carnality, sensuality, bondage, addiction, oppression, depression, amen, selfishness, and iniquity will all drown under the insulating power of the Holy Ghost outpouring. God help me, Jesus. Amen. Every demon in hell knows, amen, that dryness represents one who's void of the Spirit of God. Dry places are a type of spiritless people. A people of whom God's spirit does not dwell in them. Amen. The psalmist David said in Psalm 68 and 6 in part, the rebellious dwell in a dry land. And this is true of the individual who has neglected the spirit of God. Amen. The word of God and the man of God. Are you thankful for a man of God? I said, are you thankful for a man of God? Uh, and they have become dry, empty of all things of God. Uh, amen. Dry and dead churches and dry, dead Christians uh, become the dwelling places uh, of unclean spirits. Uh, and demons roam about them looking for rest. Uh, because dryness opens up one, the demon, demonic harassment, oppression, uh, amen, bondage, and ultimately possession. Uh, right now, oh God help me. Uh, right now, uh, Satan and his armies of unclean spirits uh, are pouring out their demonic fury on mankind for uh, we can read in Revelation 12 verse 12 uh, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea uh, for the devil is come down unto you uh, having great wrath because he knoweth he hath uh, but a short time uh, already we're seeing the evidence of this all around us uh, right now America uh, is witnessing the entire breakdown uh, of our way of life uh, energy costs are uh, highs and still climbing. The economy is in shambles. Our political system is a total fiasco and I'm not here to get political tonight. Amen. And we can say without any reservation that the moral compass of society no longer exists. Amen. For society as a whole has lost its sense of direction. The firm straight lines of right and wrong that were established amen so many years ago with the constitution are now being eroded and warped and blurred and even the stark contrast between black and white has now been smeared into shades of gray do the legislations amen a God of ungodly men amen and our leaders and society and government oh God this has been made clearly obvious and evident amen in the ignorance and ridiculous decisions that are being passed down by our legal court system even Immorality and perversion are now being accepted and excused of the demonic falsehood that homosexuality and lesbianism are now just merely an acceptable alternate lifestyle. I'm going to tell you they are not. Oh God, they are not. They are not. They are not. They are abomination. Praise God. We see terror coming 
to America on all fronts. Amen. Cheap thugs. Amen. Armed to the teeth with the finest knives and assault rifles and weapons and machine guns money can buy. There's anarchy on the streets. Amen. Looting and raping and robbing. So-called ethnic cleansing. Amen. Oh God. Our school systems. Amen. They don't have the answer. Amen. Our government doesn't have the answer. Not only are we encountering problems of monumental proportion in the natural. Amen. We are also encountering spiritual blindness and deception like never before. Amen. No longer is the opposition only coming from without. Amen. It's coming from within the church as well. The Apostle Paul warned, amen, Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and we are seeing Paul's warning fulfilled even within the ranks of the apostolic church oh God help me for not only are we having to continually fight the age old battle against television and video holiness and modesty we are now having to take amen a stand against teaching as divine flesh preterism and no light doctrines oh those teachings come straight out of the pits of hell you want to know how Satan could get has such doctrines into our churches it's because they have become dead and dry empty of the power of God they are nothing more now than grazing grounds for demonic powers hallelujah however I'm not here to preach that all is lost and the church is without hope in fact I came today Amen. With a message of encouragement for an afflicted and a tormented soul. God has no intention of letting the demons of hell frighten and terrify his church and then sending us to scurry off in a corner somewhere like a mangy rat licking our wounds. God is not going to allow Satan to fill our minds with worry and doubt, fear and frustration, tension and turmoil, and to permit us to fuss and fret and stew in pandemonium panic mode. God is not going to stand by oh God and let Satan and the minions of hell take control over what he accomplished with his death burial and resurrection God has a glorious church a victorious church that he has given power over unclean spirits and he has given us a way to send those unclean spirits into chaotic frenzy God is still sending forth water on dry ground amen where demons are at work he is going to have a well watered oasis where there was only dryness hallelujah help me God in Ezekiel chapter 47 the Lord showed Ezekiel a vision in which his spirit overflowed and became waters to swim in in verse number one in part Ezekiel said afterward he brought me again to the door of the house and behold waters issued out from under the threshold of the house Ezekiel saw water to begin to trickle out from under the doorway of the Lord's house first it came up to the prophet's ankles and then to his knees and then to his loins until finally verse number 5 said it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over then the Lord 
Lord said to Ezekiel in verse number 9, And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed. And everything shall live whither the river cometh. In other words, God was saying, wherever this river flows, there's going to be life. Living water is going to flow from my house. And I'm here to declare tonight that when God says living water is going to flow from my house, he's talking about the church. We are God's house. Amen. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is a well that should be continually springing up within us. For Jesus told the woman at Samaria in John chapter 4 verse 14, the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Oh God, this is how and why God gives the church power to fight against the devil's invasion. No demon can hang around when the Holy Ghost water is flowing within you. He'll flee to a dry place. God said that all those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God sees every heart that's thirsty. Uh, amen. He sees every heart that's hungry. And he's going to open up the rivers of his spirit for all that cry out to him. The prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear thou not. Amen. For I am with thee. Amen. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Then in verses 17 and 18, God says, when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land spring of water and God is saying to us don't worry about Satan his demons taking over I'm still pouring out my spirit I'm not going to give my glory to another all the dry places where seducing demons roam about will be turned into places of praise and glory to me uh, what some folks are saying is nothing but a burnt hell over a dry and empty field will once again be, become a well of water is anything too hard for me? I'm still the same God. That Proverbs 8:24 declares, where there were no depths, I was brought forth, and where there were no fountains abounding with water. This water has power over all demonic powers and has the ability to turn the dry places into gardens. For Isaiah 35 and 7 emphatically declares, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes according to Isaiah amen it's going to sprout and grow with life because God will chase all the dragons of death away however this promise is not just to us children as well 
Because again, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3 and 4, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. That's talking about my children and your children and my blessings upon thy offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the water courses. Ah, God has given us his everlasting word. I said God has given his everlasting word that he will fill our offspring with the very life of Jesus Christ. I'm claiming this promise for the young people in our churches. Uh, the promise of the Holy Ghost flood uh, so that demon demonic powers will flee from them uh, in terror, losing their influence and their hold on them. Uh, oh, somebody love him right now. Uh, and when you get alone with Jesus to worship and adore him, uh, those living waters begin to flow. Uh, somebody raise your hands and love him right now. Uh, oh, God. Come on, are you worried and fearful about the future? God's got everything under control. Just go ahead and praise God anyhow. Oh, do you wonder if a mad raging devil has become temporarily more powerful than our God? Oh, but my God said in Isaiah 50 and 2 in part, is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Listen to what God says in Isaiah chapter 35. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Ah, then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land spring of water, in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. God says his water will break out, and another version translate this phrase gush out amen to break out means to come with such force that it overflows all boundaries flooding all surrounding areas when our churches become flooded with the water of the spirit of God we'll have revival I said we're going to have revival when our church becomes flooded with the Holy Ghost and we'll continue to do what we did in this place tonight I said we're going to see revival Ezekiel prophesied that the flood is going to flow in an ever-increasing intensity. It will grow from a trickle to a river and finally to an ocean to swim in. Some would say, oh, that's wonderful. We want the Holy Ghost to gush out of us. We'll just gather together to pray and believe God to open the windows of heaven and flood down upon us. We'll sit here in faith and wait for the waters to come gushing out. No, no, no. 
Absolutely not. The Bible says something altogether different. The water was only a small trickle when it was in the house. It increased in intensity only when it got to the outer gate. You see, God's water flows through us, but it cannot become a sea to swim in until it flows outside the house. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? It's got to flow outside this house. If my God, if we keep this living water to ourselves, we'll enjoy a measure of life. But if we want to see demons put to confusion in all of society, the water has got to pour out of every one of us. Every true child of God is to be a fountain, a fountain that is constantly overflowing outside of these walls. Amen. We are to be wells that spring up and gush out, not just in church, but in our home, on the job, on the street. Amen. In the schoolhouse, everywhere we go. As Ezekiel watched the flood turn into an ocean, the Lord told him to come out of the water and look back over the banks that were once barren. In Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 6 and 7, God spoke and he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river, amen, there were many trees on the one side and on the other. Ah, what a wonderful, awesome sight. Once there had been nothing but dryness, but now multitudes of trees had grown. In fact, everywhere the water flowed, life had sprung up. I'm reminded when Jesus touched the man, he said, I see men as trees. I'm trying to tell somebody. The Holy Ghost is trying to talk to somebody. I see men as trees. Hey, 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 I said men as trees. Oh. And listen to what verse 9 says. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. Woo! I'm talking about multitude of fish. Can anybody imagine in your mind? This place full. Oh, God. If there is a promised latter rain to come, a final great outpouring of the Spirit, then a great harvest of souls in is inevitable. Ezekiel saw this and said, There shall be a great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither. Oh, that means a catch of exceeding many fish. Multitudes of souls. Can I hear an amen? The vision was so overwhelming. Ezekiel couldn't comprehend it all. Oh, God. Beloved, it's because he was seeing our generation. He was prophesying that we will witness more of God's flow than any past generation ever did. Let's lift our hands and love him. Musicians, please come quickly. Amen.
And listen to me tonight. If all of God's people came to this house full of the water of the Spirit, we would never have to bind demon powers or rebellious spirits. There would be such an ocean of God's Spirit. All the demonic powers would flee in panic. There would be such a breaking forth of His glory like nothing we have ever seen. No sinner could even remain in their pew. Stand with me. You could be a life giver instead of a dry desert bush in the desert. Is God's life giving water springing up in you daily? Or have you become a dead, dry well? God has so much more in store for you. God's got so much more in store for this church. Oh, God, tonight was just the tip of the iceberg. I said, I said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, why don't you come? Oh, come and call on his name. Lord, I've been so dry for so long. I've neglected you. I've departed from you and your spirit. God, forgive Give me. I'm so dry. I'm so lifeless. Fill me with your life giving water. Flood my soul, God. Flood my soul. I want to experience your life-giving flow, God. Oh, God. Instead of praying, God, use me. God, why don't we start praying, God, make me usable. God, make me usable. Oh, oh, let me see your ocean of living water poured out in my life. God, let me see the river of living water flow. Let it spring up within me. Let it spring up within me.